the seven chakras, swirling vortices of energy positioned throughout our body from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My 7 Chakras. And now, your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's up, Action Tribe? This is AJ here, and you are listening to My 7 Chakras, the show where we provide you ancient wisdom for the modern mind so that you can heal and let go of that which is holding you back and transform your life. Because remember that no matter where you are in life, it is possible. If someone has done it, then you can too. Now today is Book Read Thursday, which means that I'll be reading out an excerpt from a book that is on my bookshelf and that I really like. Now, today's book is called Listening to Ayahuasca by Rachel Harris, PhD, who's been a previous guest on our show, My 7 Chakras. To listen to that particular conversation, which was an amazing conversation, go to my7chakras.com forward slash 204. My7chakras.com forward slash 204. Now about the author of this book, Psychologist Rachel Harris, PhD, is the author of Listening to Ayahuasca, New Hope for Depression, Addiction, PTSD, and Anxiety. She was in private practice for 35 years, working with people interested in psycho-spiritual development. During the decade working in research, Rachel received a National Institutes of Health New Investigators Award and published more than 40 scientific studies in peer-reviewed journals. Now, the reason why I'm doing this book read session is because, especially in 2019, there's a lot of talk about plant medicine, right? Particularly ayahuasca, although there are many others. And the ability of this plant medicine to heal a person and enable spiritual experiences. And while that might be true, there's still a lot of gray Area and one needs to do their own research and due diligence before consuming this sacred medicine because it's not like you just take a pill and go on about your day, right? It's a journey, not just a spiritual one, but literally uh, a physical one because in order to experience this medicine, you need to um, travel and, and, and go work with a trained and experienced shaman. And most of these shamans uh, are in their native territory in the forests of South America, right? So it's a journey that you might need to make, not just, uh, you know, spiritually, but literally as well. And the reason why this book is amazing is because Rachel draws on her original research on this subject. In fact, the largest study of ayahuasca use in North America into the powerful medicine's effect on depression, addiction, PTSD, and anxiety. In this book, Rachel details ayahuasca's risks and benefits, helping readers clarify their intentions and giving psychotherapists a template for transformative care and healing. So it's definitely a book that you must check out if you're interested in experiencing plant medicine for yourself, uh, for healing, for self-realization and awakening to the truth. Now, I myself have not experienced ayahuasca yet, but just like you, I am learning more about this fascinating field and how it can bring me closer 
to my ideal self. Now, before we dive into today's excerpt, I want to thank Miller Legacy 05 for writing us this powerful iTunes review and giving us a five-star rating. Now, here's what they say. I love this podcast. About a year ago, I started going through a true spiritual awakening, although I've always known something was different about me and always had a spiritual curiosity. And I've been feeling lost and the healing is so painful. These really help me. Number one, not feel alone. Number two, I learned so much. Keep it up, AJ. You rock. Wow, really honored by this review. Thanks a lot. If you'd like for me to read out your review as well to our global audience in over 150 countries, then just take a minute to share your thoughts and make sure you add your name so that I can thank you. Go to my7chakras.com forward slash review. Again, my7chakras.com forward slash review. I read every review I get and I will read out yours as well. All right, so let us begin this amazing uh, excerpt which I have in store for you. So the excerpt is in chapter eight, Your Brain on Ayahuasca. Traditionally, ayahuasca is not regarded as a drug. It's a complex plant medicine, the same source as most of our Western pharmaceuticals from aspirin to tamoxifen, the majority of people around the world don't have access to the Western pharmaceutical smorgasbord. The World Health Organization estimated that up to 85% of the world's population relies on traditional healers and medicines to meet their healthcare needs. Traditional plant medicines grow and live within the context of their respective cultures. Ayahuasca is a traditional medicine that has only recently um, migrated into Western culture while its roots remain in the Amazon jungle. As Taita Juan Bautista, a Kametsa healer from Colombia, explained, Ayahuasca is a medicine that carries the intention of how it was made into the ceremony. That's where the ability to really heal comes from. For example, you have to make a ritual to plant it. You have to plant the yage as much as you have to plant the intention of it being a remedy for it to be healing. The same goes for when you harvest it. You do the same thing. When you cook it, you do the same. And when you drink it, again, the same. Everything is done with ritual. That's why when some people take the wine and cook it without doing anything, it really doesn't have a good effect. It is through the ritual that it heals. Biochemically, ayahuasca contains both DMT, dimethyl tryptamine, and harmine, both of which are psychedelic and affect the serotonin system similar to LSD and psilocybin. These psychedelics bind to serotonin receptors in the brain and stimulate them, which means they mimic the action of serotonin. It remains unclear exactly how this translates into the dramatically improved mood and cognitive changes associated with these classic psychedelics. Evidently, there are biochemical mysteries as well as mystical. Some speculate that ayahuasca also works directly on serotonin receptors in the intestinal tract, which acts like a second brain that is neurologically independent for the most part of the cerebral cortex. We now know that this entric nervous system 
influences mood and eating patterns but more research is needed to clarify how ayahuasca affects this second nervous system ayahuasca is more than just its biochemical components even though there are internet psychonauts concocting pharmahuasca using pharmaceutical maoi instead of a plant people are also ordering the plants over the internet which is legal and then cooking their own brew the mixture is illegal totally outside a sacred shamanic ceremony this describes quite a different approach from the deeply held rituals of colombian shaman taita juan bautista the ayahuasca brew should not be confused with the dmt injections that research psychiatrist rick strassman shot into volunteers in the early 90s his findings revealed access to other worlds but with experiences that were inexplicably bizarre difficult to integrate and for the most part not therapeutic strassman's research was designed to determine safe dosages of dmt not how to use it for clinical treatment but even so the subject's reports were so upsetting to strassman that for this and other reasons he stopped the research project similarly drinking the medicine is not the same as smoking dmt which provides a very brief 10 to 15 minutes of being shot into the void this method opens access to other realms but in such an intense short-lived manner that it's difficult to integrate or make therapeutic use of this experience in addition smoking dmt runs the risk of being abused not that it's psychologically addictive but the intensity of the experience can function like a siren song to people seeking high stimulation summarizing the critical difference between drinking ayahuasca and shooting or smoking dmt pharmaceutical chemist jc callaway said when smoked or injected dmt seems to have all the cognitive content of a fireworks display not a rousing endorsement for psychotherapeutic or spiritual purposes ayahuasca does not have a consistent drug effect the range of responses to the medicine is extraordinarily varied someone can have no response to the same brew and dose that sends someone else reeling into the vast expanse of the cosmos one person's response to the same batch of tea can also be just as varied from one ceremony to the next psychologist william richard's statement about other psychedelic medicines holds true for ayahuasca as well the experiences are not in any drug they are in us furthermore it is no longer relevant to think that the more of a psychedelic medicine the better which is an outdated assumption that heroic dosages are well heroic many of the early experimenters who were hungry for these high doses needed a jackhammer approach to break through their psychophysical armor this doesn't mean that large doses are somehow better there's also something typically american about the high dose approach similar to a cowboy mentality psychologist ralph metzner who was at harvard for the birth of psychedelic culture in america remembered that albert hoffman the swiss scientist who discovered lsd and psilocybin wrote to timothy leary expressing surprise if not concern at the high dosages they were working with in their studies with psilocybin 
you can't always get what you want. Ayahuasca, like other psychedelic medicines, acts as a non-specific catalyst, both reducing defenses and amplifying unconscious materials so access becomes more available or perhaps unavoidable. It's commonly accepted that while you don't always get what you want in a ceremony, you do get what you need, as the Rolling Stones put it. The range of experiences is unlimited since the unconscious is unlimited, essentially encompassing everything outside our conscious awareness. On an old-fashioned map, this territory would be labeled Here Be Dragons, although I would add that dragons often guard treasure. Most ayahuasca experiences include both dragons and treasure in one form or another, just like the sailors of old who placed their faith in the stars for navigation, ayahuasca explorers place their faith in the medicine for guidance. So there you go, Action Tribe. That was today's excerpt. I hope you enjoyed today's excerpt because I sure did enjoy reading it out to you. If you enjoyed listening, then it makes sense to order a copy of this book and go deeper. Go to my7chakras.com forward slash 308 book. That's my7chakras.com forward slash 308 book. If you prefer listening to the audiobook instead and have someone read out the book to you, then know that Audible is actually offering all our listeners, all of you, one free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial. And guess what? This very book is available on Audible and it's yours for free today. Go to my7chakras.com forward slash free book. That's my7chakras.com forward slash free book. Now, if you're on Instagram, then take a screenshot of your phone while listening to this episode and tag me on Instagram so that we can connect and I can share your story with all our community members. I'd love to meet you. My Instagram is at my7chakras, at my7chakras. And before I close, like I said in my last episode, we're planning to grow our movement and take it to a whole new level. I am putting together the My7chakras dream squad. To achieve our vision, we'll need people who are experts and passionate about social media, growth, SEO, and podcasting. Reach out to me and let's grow together. My email is aj at my7chakras.com. aj at my7chakras.com. I hope you enjoyed the rest of your journey because I know many of you listen to this episode while driving or in transit. And until next time, keep taking action. Thank you for listening to My7Chakras at my7chakras.com. That is my S-E-V-E-N chakras.com.